Full Metal Alchemist is another one that I love. I like oh, yeah. a lot of movies. Like Brotherhood like or the original one? Like, I actually prefer there. the original one. I like really? What? Yeah, Sacrilegious. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, why do you like the original one so much? I like the ending better. I like the aesthetics of it. I like the feel of it better. I, I think Brotherhood got a little... Um, Isn't Brotherhood a little- like a lot darker? I haven't seen yeah, the full original is. one, but I, I've seen parts of it. Okay. It seemed to, like a little bit more like scattered with like the settings and stuff like that. I still do love Brotherhood. I just like the original more. Chat does not like your take. <laughs> I agree with chat. Made the record show. That I'm sorry. I definitely have watched both of them a lot. So... <laughs> Welcome to episode 61 of the Cassidens Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show where I interview bands and public figures from the MathCore, MathCore adjacent communities. Uh, if, if you people, people in chat have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. I'll try to read them aloud. If you like this up for five bucks, you get access to some exclusive emos as well as access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and streaming services. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us in your car and have no idea what I'm talking about, the show is first shown live at twitch.tv slash the Cassidens Creation. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday for the live cast. With that out of the way, let me let me introduce our guest tonight, who uh, is launching a brand new record label specializing in Cybergrind. Welcome in Nicholas Haas and no- uh, Noah Laxton of Big Money Cybergrind. How's it going? It's did I, so did sad. I get your Thank names you right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I, it's Haas or Haas, but usually I just let people do Haas anyway. But you know. <laughs> uh, so t- uh, tell us who you are and what we might know you for doing. For sure. I guess I'll go first. My name's Noel. I feel like most people in the uh, Mathia Jason scene know me from Codex or Zava, the Magic the Gathering-themed metalcore band with the bleepity bloops. Um, I formed Big Bunny Cybergrind, and I'm just so stoked to be here with somebody whose music that I've been listening to so much, Chris. You've been fucking killing it. Aww. I'm so happy to be here talking about this little nerdy thing I'm doing with my friends. And yeah, other than that, I've been doing some vocals for Noises, which I feel like the mathy people might know me a lot more for, and I just feel very blessed to be here. And what's up? I'm Nick. I am also creating Big Money Cybergrind. I am making music under the name, I haven't decided the name, probably Rainbow Knife, but I haven't done anything other than demos yet, so we'll see where that goes. I'm just, uh, you probably know me from like, you know, my admin speak and stuff, and being in the Discord and on Facebook, whatnot, but yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so, exactly how big is the money in Cybergrind? Like a hundred pounds or like a thousand pounds? What are we talking Copious. About? Copious. Uh, a thousand <laughs> kilograms, but a thousand kilograms of steel, not of feathers. A thousand kilograms, come on. What are you, European? <laughs> uh, so, what is Grindcore or what is Cybergrind exactly? Uh, Cybergrind is sort of what happens when a bunch of people who grow up listening to, like, old NES games or old, like, electronic soundtracks really want to get into grindcore bands, but either they don't have other people around them to play with, or they're just really into that digital aesthetic, so they try to take a lot of those crazy synths, those electronic drum machines, and really integrate that electronic and traditionally rave culture into a much more uh, punk and metal ethos. 
Absolutely. It's very abrasive, very angry, digitized. It's really good for if you know you don't have a lot of money, you can just make it on your computer and yell in your phone. It's great. And for that reason too, it's you know, the, the term cyber grind is kind of widening with a lot of the bands that we have that are uh, in projects that are making music right now there's many different takes on it a lot of them borrow from like you know sass core a lot of them borrow from like death metal what have you math core so it's just a really cool thing for people to take and experiment with that's cool i was not expecting to have such a detailed description of what it is but th that was that was amazing um we don't even know what it is right now because <laughs> it's just like evolving so much like even like last year when like zombie sharks i will destroy you came out like that was like not really like other grindcore coming out and it was just like something new and something cool and then there's like you know dark rhymes on your computer that's just like sassy and abrasive and different it's like all these different things are coming out and just like pushing it right uh so you guys aren't just cyber grind though like y'all deal with other genres as well or is it oh, yeah. Like, yeah absolutely um our thing is anything aggressive and anything electronic are things we really believe in I think what's super important is we're hitting a point right now where like punk metal and rave are really like intermingling because people are realizing that those super abrasive synth textures and gabber and speedcore are already so fast that it's all just sort of meshing together. And we just really want to be a part of where that fucking crazy train ride ends up landing. Absolutely. We got Nintendo core. We got, you know, cyber death metal i guess you would say we have some of that we have some noise core artists we have some sass artists we have i'm trying to coin this uh genre that's like kind of like hardcore aesthetic but like over digital i want to call it cyber bully because i think that's fitting and sounds dope but i'm doing some stuff Probably like shouldn't that. call it that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm still trying to figure it out but like stuff like i killed techno would be in that genre i think but like there's a lot of stuff that pretty broad um genres that we're doing within the digital hardcore space right it feels a lot like mathcore where every band actually has its own unique style and you can't put everything under just one umbrella absolutely i don't think that ends creation sounds much like heavy heavy lolo but they're both mathcore and dope <laughs> uh kabu chow in chat saying he's trying to coin dream grind I like the sound that of that. Right. As fuck. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so actually, <laughs> you, about that there's, a, there's an album that we're going to be releasing in the fall that is very much Dream Grind aesthetic, and it's dope, and I can't wait for all of you to hear it. We just heard some demos of it, like, yesterday. It's, like, this dope, like, black gazy, like, cyber grind type thing with, like, this minimalist percussion that almost sounds, sounds like wood or, like, insects. It's really dope. Can't wait to show you. Uh, they say Burst Synapse is working on some Dream Grind. Keep your ears. Yes, oh yeah, Burst Synapse. So the scene saw a big resurgence last year. I'm sure it's been around, but I wasn't super aware this was still a thing that existed. And uh, last year we saw uh, like Codex Rosova releasing stuff, Zombie Shark, Blind Equation. This really like jump started the scene, I would say. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't realize this was a huge thing. I guess this just continued on from the MySpace era. Like bands have been doing this for the whole time. So it's been it's been really complicated on that front specifically. I I think what really happened is so in the MySpace wave with like Piranha Party, Yen Hola tapes, 
I feel like they were really into the horse, the band idea of uh, the really nostalgic, like chuggy, upbeat metalcore riffs with the synths and everything else. But because of that, um, a lot more of the traditional Nintendo core acts with like I Am Error and the nostalgia stuff really took up front. But then I feel like once metalcore started like falling out of fashion with that like initial turnover phase um people were looking for another outlet and just due to the nature of like um people sort of developing different takes over time um a lot of people were discovering all these weird twisted like rave bands and really trying to uh mix that in with the drum beat blast we all knew and loved and I think Corey being in the right place in the right time and snagging that Fantano co-sign on Twitter right. did so much for pushing stuff like Blind Equation and like Codex, not to self-rep, or like Thought Crime, who had been a bunch of people doing digital crime, but ne- like grinds, but never really having that like solidarity to really uh, pull together and form a sense of community that we didn't always have. Um, and it sort of let us go from outsider artists to a collected unit. Uh, Jamar's Jamar Co- Cosvoid Jamar Cosvoid says Big Money Cyberfest. You know, we're, we're definitely getting to that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we'll get to it. So, you guys started a Facebook group. Uh, why y'all? Why, well, I don't know. It, it seems like Nicholas made the group. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, well, how did that get going? Noel made the group physically, okay. and then I was like the second member. We were like. Okay, so how it happened was, like, there was this Facebook group, Defend Nintendo Core, that everybody kind of culminated in. It was a place where people would, like, share Nintendo Core and stuff, but also people would share Cyber Grind, and then you would have gatekeepers that were, like, in a Nintendo Core group, which kind of sounds silly. <laughs> it's silly. would be like, this is Cyber Grind and stuff. Like, you don't know what you're doing, so, like, we'll make a Cyber Grind group. So we did it, and then we got, like, a fair number of people and, like, messaged artists about it to join the group. And then it turned from that to, like, me asking, like, people, like, I know that I, like, work with and stuff, like, hey, you should join this group because they make music that's sort of like it and finding people in other groups, like, I don't know, I found somebody in, like, a 100 Gex group that was making this, like, digital hardcore music, I'm like, dude, this is sick, you should come over to Big Money Cybergrind, and then from that it turned into this community that's, like, super, like, inclusive and, like, super, like, collaborative and, like, we all like to help each other and stuff like that, just, like, help each other, like, move up and, like, unify I don't know. It's just like a really cool scene. I haven't seen it. It seems like it's been going really good so far. Oh yeah. Well, uh, why turn it into a label? When did the ideas start coming around about that? So we were talking between us and a couple other people who had been around in Cybergrind forever. And I think the big thing for us is that a lot of people in Cybergrind, like 120% Corey, James from Blind Equation, have been like making music for a decade and making these really beautiful passion projects that mean like the world to them, but haven't necessarily up until recently been able to get exposure and visibility. And it's really important to us because like if you don't have a community, if you don't have friends and people like that to uplift your voice, music is such a communal art and it's important for us to take that same platform and use that to like elevate voices of people who may not have had the opportunity or like the financial stability to do otherwise. Absolutely. Not even that, but with physical releases, like 100 120% says you're, says you're going to explode. It's been making music for it since 2003. Never had a t-shirt, never had a physical release. Hasn't so done t-shirts take- yet? Jesus. No. But so like by taking these like, artists that have been doing it for so long and being able to like make it so that they can get like products and stuff like that out and like make some money for themselves 
and like help other artists by like taking profits and putting it towards the next release and stuff like that. It's really just a good opportunity for people to get, you know, cool things like a, a CD or a shirt or something. I don't know how cool that is to everybody, but I think it's dope. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Clinically bored the show in chat says thought crime would be nothing without BMC fam. That's super not true. I would have, I would have just saw that right now. Melody been making music for fucking ever. Mara has been huge in the Philadelphia DIY scene for a really long time. They're super strong friends of ours and some of the most powerful musicians we know. And I feel like that kind of can dig deep into like how people perceive trans women in the hardcore scene in general, which is like not related to the cast we're trying to have but y'all should really consider the impact those people have been having in the midwest for a long fucking time before you stick to that statement not only that but one on your computer came out before big money Cybergrind was founded and mm-hmm. two thought crime currently has more people on the instagram page liking it than big money Cybergrind. i don't know <laughs> yeah, dude, they're talking to fucking Diana Starshine and, like, all these crazy hyper-pop people up and coming, and we're just nerds sitting in our basement trying to help out artists we like. Yeah. Like, they're the biggest fucking money, and when they break <laughs> out, you're gonna regret that statement, mm-hmm. dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, Irene, Irene Minthal is saying, yeah, it's super amazing to see an actual foundation for this type of music after existing for so long. I feel like that's like the big thing that you guys have done is uh, create a spot where everybody can kind of come together and uh, exchange ideas and such. Yeah, there's like no gatekeepers here. It's great. It's like everybody's just like kind of like chill with what each other is doing. It's like, you know, we're getting this music out. We got a compilation record coming out in a couple months that like a bunch of people are going to be on from like a wide variety of like different digital hardcore genres. Like, I don't know, everybody's just coming together and it's like cohesive by name. So, uh, there's uh, two other people involved in this. We got uh, Corey from Zombie Shark and James of Blind Equation. Um, Mm -hmm. So, how are you guys dividing up the work within the label? Like, do y'all do specific jobs or how's that work? Sort of. Right now, I am taking care of passing physical releases through my house like we have the temenigaru record terminal coming out in early june i'm going to be having those physicals and mailing them out personally i'm running the teespring and noel and i run all of the socials um Corey and james are not involved as much as of now they do have other things going on but they're here for graphic design help and helping get artists onto our label and also helping big money cyber grind out as a name because blind equation and zombie shark are like two of the biggest known artists in the uh the group right now and it's just like great to have them like here you know like we're just stoked also i just remember that clinically bored is mara from fucking thought crime show so that was a really <laughs> awkward point but shout out fucking mara clinically bored with mara maple on youtube forever totally fucked that up hi mara how are you <laughs> um but yeah it's a very with us it's a very spoon-based system like we understand that because of bmc being what it is People have day jobs, they have music projects. Like, we just want people to be able to get involved where they feel comfortable and take the time that they want. But um, ultimately, we're by community for community, and that means recognizing what people are comfortable with and, like, when they need to take some time to themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, are y'all trying to be like an actual, like, legitimate label, or are y'all just uh, trying to do a couple physical releases and that's about it? 
I'm down to go as far as it goes, honestly. I, you know, if there's a big step that comes in the future, I, I'm trying to take it. Really see where it goes. Every release, hopefully, we can get bigger and better. We can snowball it. We do take the profits from our releases and fund them into our next release. So, you know, we have the terminal release coming up. The profits from that release will be going straight into the comp, which we will also have shirts for, which is going to be very nice. Those proceeds will go into the next release. Those proceeds... and. Like, hopefully, you know, it just keeps going from there. Uh, y'all did put a statement on your uh, on the group page. Uh, we're taking all the proceeds for releases, funneling them directly back into getting your music out there on physical media merch. Me, Noel, Corey, and James aren't aren't taking anything out of it while we're growing so fast. So, obviously, you're not going to make a profit immediately. But let's say a few years down the line, things end up getting bigger. Are y'all planning on taking a cut? Or is this trying to be like a charity kind of thing? I I'm sorry. Do you want to do you want to take that first or should I take it first? I'll take it first. I mean, right now I'm just doing it for funsies and see when, where it goes. But in the future, if I could make it like one of my jobs, then I'll make it one of my jobs. If there needs to be like a lot of time put into it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But right now we're really just trying to like get this thing off the ground and like get these artists like I, I could be taking a cut from this terminal release going up, but I would much rather take that and put it into the next release, the comp, and make it as good as it can be. If in the future it turns into something else, then so be it. If it's going to be like a job, then so be it. I'll compensate myself for like jobly stuff. But right now, we do, we do hope to do charities in the future too. Um, a thing about charities too, which I'll touch on because people have asked, a couple people have asked about that. Right now, we're working with such little profits that. Yeah. I don't really see a reason to put it in there right now when we can just put it towards bigger releases because then if it does snowball, we can just take some of that and put it to charity, which I really would like to do. Agreed. I like uh, what you're what y'all are saying right now is just keep reinvesting mm -hmm. until eventually it gets, it gets a little bit bigger. And y'all should definitely like whenever y'all get to the point of being able to, y'all should absolutely be paying yourselves for for the hard work. Thank mm -hmm. you. It's one of those things that feels really strange because I think at our core, if you're Nick and myself, it's like first and foremost, just definitely a homies helping homies sort of thing. But you're right. At the end of the day, it is hard work and it would be nice to eventually get in a position where we can really hopefully sustain ourselves off this while making while taking care of like the people whose music we adore and respect so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, you guys have a, well, I guess maybe we should just do the, the single now. Uh, you got yeah. a, you got a release coming out. Um, I had it written down here. 120% says you're going to explode. Is that the name of the project? The full name? Yeah, it's okay. correct. Okay. Cause y'all were just saying 120%. So I was hundred percent sure if that was, that was it or not. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, get this going. Uh, Chad, if this is too loud, let me know. We got a new single prepared. Well, New single premiering from uh, his new record, 120 is for Lovers, slated for hopefully like um, a release later this year. Okay. It's a full album? It's a full yeah, album. Correct. Nice. Featuring a bunch of really unbelievable hits from Cybergrind artists, like past and present as guest vocal features that are going to be really mind blowing. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's uh, get this going. <laughs> Bananas, by the way. I heard this and it's like, oh my God. 
I didn't realize it was starting, by the way, so I was still talking through it because I didn't oh, hear it. You're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought that it was over and like uh, that middle section. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was end of eyeball from 120% says you're going to explode. I fucking heard that song and I was like, my mind was blown. It was like ridiculously good. It was actually, uh, it's, uh, it's not like necessarily like a new, new track, but it is the lead single. It was, uh, posted as a, um, an entry for the math cave, math core group grind off a couple months ago, but it had to be on the album and it had to be the lead single. Cause that song's just fucking wild. Yeah, this is uh, this is really good. Uh, chat seems to really love it too. Uh, saying this sounds like boss fight music. Uh, boss, yeah. Saying that breakdown is nuts. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. It's really good. Um, I I like this kind of cyber grind, not the kind that's like super like brick walled. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, can get kind sure. of annoying. I like the more yeah, organic it's ones. It's and, got yeah. slap beats in it. <laughs> Yeah, Matt's insane. He's like he's basically the Daniel Johnston of fucking cyber grind, which sounds insane. But like he's been this outsider artist making all of these unbelievable, like crazy songs on toy pianos and MIDI rolls and stuff like that, and like really doing this honest lo-fi sound that like hasn't gotten him much recognition out of the scene. But like everyone who's been in cyber grind, just like adores his work and it was so important to us to like really fucking give him like a spot on the label to do something beautiful hell yeah uh so you guys got a patreon we do throw out the page right now looks like there's a uh, three tiers you want to tell us a little bit about this yes can you uh do you have the page up because yeah, yeah it's up, up right now <laughs> I see it. Just okay, I cannot see it. Oh, uh, no you way. could go to the the stream, or it's just the the page from page on your Patreon. Cool. Oh, I I've got it. Uh, I've got it pulled up. If you'd like me to start. Yeah, go ahead. I got my phone on a tripod. And my computer's behind me, so I don't really have any way of like looking it up right now. <laughs> it's on my Hell phone. yeah. So right now we've got a we've got a few different tiers. There's there's four total. Um, the first tier gets you access 
10 exclusive patron Q&A section of the Discord. And um, that can be used for podcast stuff. Um, we're hoping within the next few weeks to set up an issue where we can do things like talk about Cybergrind history, upcoming releases, um, sort of a big who's who and a tell-all of everything going on. Um, and that'll let you get a bunch of input on that or the Discord or whatever you may like. Once you pop up to $5, you become a large currency grinder. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's, and that's where you start getting like uh, access to like custom big money cyber grind magic, the gathering cards. Cause Let we don't know when to say no to premium cardboard. We're fucking right committed till we die and uh, merch <laughs> discounts. This is a picture of the first card. I don't know how well you can see it here. I'm I can kind of see it, kind of see it. This is the Temidi Group card right here. This is going to be the front. They're coming from um, a high-quality um, proxy printing service, so they'll like feel and look like real Magic the Gathering cards. And this is the back that I made, which I think is super sick. We got pictures of it on uh, the Big Money Cybergrind Instagram. But yeah, we're going to be doing these kind of Magic cards with all of our releases. Like, I'm working on the 120% says you're going to explode card. It's sick. It's uh, very red. <laughs> okay. You'll see it when it's done. Uh, it's going to have a picture of him, like, doing, like, a disco move because that's what he wanted to. It's going to be uh, sick. <laughs> so sick. And then, like, once you pop up to the $10 tier, you hit copious currency. Um <laughs> That's when you start getting credits and comp liners and names and videos. Um, basically, traditionally, to just like with big like video essay YouTubers and things like that. At that point, that's where we seriously like consider it being like. Obviously, all patrons make these things happen, but I think at the ten dollar tier, like that's a that's like a meal, you know. That's like a substantial chunk of money for a large like a large number of people. And we really want people to know that, like, that means the world to us. Absolutely. And then once you hit 20 a month, you get to uh, direct a compilation. And those will oh, come yeah. in award. Hold on. Yeah. I didn't realize you had other, other levels. Okay, That's okay. the last one. It's we have weird. a very large tier. And that tier lets you direct a comp. We put it at, like, a high price. Because it's like, I don't know if you want to do this. We actually have um, a compilation from somebody in another record label that we really love that's going to be directing a comp because he's a $20 patron and it's really exciting. It's like a collab. So excited to share details about it, but... It's hopefully going to be like an inner label battle set sort of format, which will be unbelievably sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, you have a uh, comp coming out pretty soon. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. So do you first want to take this yeah, let's do that. It's our first compilation record. We don't necessarily have a name for it yet, but we're throwing out on some ideas. But it's just a basically, like, you know, this is BMC compilation record. We're going to be having original songs from a lot of our artists. I think right now I have um, 10 submissions so far, and quite a few people are just like, oh, I'll have it to you this week or whatever. But we're going to be releasing it in August, and it's going to be sick. Some of these songs are absolutely wicked. Uh, I'm just going to say I got a song from uh, the Sharks Megabyte featuring Love Mummy, which is there's a band called 30 Seconds Go and it has Dalton and Bobby and they're both there, but they have their individual projects. So I thought it would be funny to put it as their individual product projects featuring. But like that song is fucking sick. It's like good math core band, but like as Nintendo core. Um, what else do I have right now? 
Corvid Canine, very um, veteran cyber grind artist that's in our group that we need to give more recognition to because it just makes such good music. He's got a song on there. Um, Chris, you said you were going to throw something on there. Yeah, which definitely. For. It's going to be great. We got a lot of really good tracks on there. Oh, yeah. There looks like there's a bunch of people in chat that are uh, actually trying to submit stuff. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Where can they uh, submit stuff? You can email to bigmoneycybergrind at gmail.com. And I will send it in a WAV format or any lossless file format like FLAC, and I will uh, I'll put it on there. We're going to be releasing it over CD and tape, and um, I'm going to release some shirts with it. Really excited about those shirts, too. It's going to be sick. Nice. Um, so... What all are you uh, trying to provide, like, to artists exactly? Like, uh, are y'all trying to do, like, vinyl and, like, shirts and stuff like that? Or just working on CDs? Or what, what are you the, doing? Huh? The, the angle is definitely, like, higher and higher. We want to do, like, vinyl. Um, we're trying to set a thing like BMC Remastered or, like, BMC Director's Cut, where we want to try to, like, dig into those really beautiful cybergrime records like i will destroy you or like life is pain is coming up soon from blind equation and like give those records that have had such a beautiful impact whether it be from like a few years ago myspace whatever and really give them the like classic vinyl treatment or like we've even been talking about like Game Boy or like SNES cartridges with like chiptune versions of the releases. Um, yeah. We really want to focus on like crazy esoteric packaging and just really make the sky the limit. Whatever like the artists can imagine. I've been talking um, to a to a cybergrind band recently who asked if they could do physicals involving like all kinds of crazy like kink equipment and stuff. And I'm trying to figure out the logistics of like that, which could be either absolutely sick or a god forsaken nightmare. But that's <laughs> part of the adventure, you know? We're, are we we're talking like ball gags there. and stuff or what, what are we talking about? Uh, the, the object in question, not that it might give away the artist, but, uh, there, there was talk of like chastity cages for the tapes and that sort of thing. So, like, it could, it could be insane. It could be a mistake, but like, that's part of the fun. One thing, music attracts extreme people, you know, the sky's the limit. One thing I'm doing too, is I'm actually going to be making, um, Hopefully, if it all works out and the products are right, I'm hoping to be making eyeshadow palettes and various makeup artists as or makeup products as merch for bands. Like I made some mock-ups that are, you know, we're not gonna necessarily do these ones, but I made like a, a zombie shark mock-up that was called like "I Will Destroy You" with like E E Y E. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a really cool idea for a lot of people in the community that like to, you know. Oh yeah, it's it's hilarious actually. It's like that. Uh, I just want to shout out Don't Stress Flower Press. Flower Press, thanks for the sub. Um, let's see here. We love you, Matt Klein. The realest Tommy there is out there. Yeah, where's my? Oh, it's probably right over here. Yeah. Shout outs. This is my we came with broken nice. DC. <laughs> did you get one of those six shirts with like the metallic print and shit? Did I love it? I'm not yeah. wearing it right now. I'm, but it's in my closet. Uh, so, 
like you were saying, you got some releases coming up. Uh, uh, Temenegru, 1st in June. Uh, then you got your comp coming in. I think you said August, is that right? August? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, correct. And then, we're hoping, um, oh, we're hoping what? For 120% to be um, somewhere around October to December. Okay. Oh, I did need to talk about the Tim and Negri release. So you said you have 20 CDs and 10 tapes. That's it? Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're starting small. Yeah, this is the ground up. Like, we literally formed this with zero money as a community thing. And, like, the Teespring is sort of a placeholder until we can get official merch. But, like, okay. the, community, uh, the community really came together and, like, threw a bunch into those, like, shirts to make the CDs happen. And anything that sells out, we intend to keep doing and giving additional runs to. We're really anti-artificial scarcity. Um, it's just been an... It, I love that, by the way. Funded start. <laughs> we don't want people to, like, freak out if they can't get it and then, like, have to buy releases on, like, for ridiculous markups. But Terminal is entirely funded through Teespring sales. Like, me sitting down making, like, logos for shirts and stuff, and then people buying them, and then we have another logo that was pretty popular, made by a guy named Arthur Tate in the group, and that's been selling. It's pretty cool, but literally, Terminal is entirely funded by the Teespring sales, and those Teespring sales did that, and those sales will fund the comp, and that's how it's working right now. Well, well it just seems like 20 CDs it. is, like, nothing. I don't even know where you could get just 20 CDs made. We have a guy. Yeah, we uh, it's about so it's handmade then, or yeah, ball it on a budget, uh, real handmade, uh, DIY shit. Okay, we're gonna hand number them too because there's only 20 of them. I don't know if we do reprint them, we're gonna we will reprint them if there's enough demand, though. We really don't 20 CDs isn't a lot, but we're hoping to sell out of them. And if we do and people want more, we will make more. Uh, I'm sure you're going to sell out of them. I'm pretty sure. Um, let's and thank you, Vanya, for letting us release Terminal 2. It is a fantastic album. There are three singles up right now. There's For Your Possession, which is a dope, like, almost instrumental track with this, like, really dope guitar solo in the middle of it. There's, uh, what's the other one? Sky Knife, which is, like, a really um, abrasive, like, metallic, like, um, it's, like, heavy Nintendo core song. And then Real Virtual, which is this... Um, very tight Nintendo core song that it's just like tight playing. It's just good musicianship. Vanya, you're great. Make excellent music. We're so excited to have Terminal be our first release ever. I completely stand by the quality and let's sell out of them. Let's make more. We also, uh, since you're plugging in the Teespring, I haven't revealed it yet, but for that, I put a long sleeve for the album up too, which was a concept by Vanya that I fleshed out and uh, put onto a shirt with sleeve print. So you, you all can get that too. Profits from that will be going to um, both Vanya and future releases. Hell yeah. Uh, if Bad Slime is Vanya in the chat, I think that it is. Uh, she says, yeah. uh, thank you for believing in my ridiculous record. It's That's great. It's, great it it's shameless, it. it's true, and it's genuine. It's beautiful. Yeah, this thing is like, I would call it like black and Nintendo core as like the, 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 uh, the like blanket genre. But there's like trance elements in there. There's like some really grindy stuff in there. There's some like really sick breakdowns. There's singing in there. It really just like goes all in with like the multi genre, but fit into this like Nintendo core package. It's it's pretty wild. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that y'all did another single, like, what, a week ago? Something like that? Yeah, it was real virtual. Okay, yeah, so uh, if uh, Chad hadn't heard that, y'all should go check it out. Yeah, plug it. It's great stuff. You will love it if you like tight Nintendo core playing, just like, hell yeah. Is it uh, timandnegru.bandcamp.com? What is it? I believe it is. That's why I'm in the chat. We'll be able to tell you. There we go. Just put the link in chat for you guys. Um, let's see here. So, yeah, you were talking about Teespring. Um, actually got that up for you now. I'm showing some of the shirts. Um, so these have been selling pretty well then? Yeah, it's been wild. Yeah. Um, I think it speaks a lot to the beautiful, supportive nature of the community. You know, it's all it's all DIY. We're not artists first traditionally, but we're doing what we can with what we got. Yeah, my fiance got an iPad so that she could do like <laughs> tattoo art and like portraits and stuff like that. And I was just like, I used to do like art in high school, and I borrowed it. And I was like making big money cybergrind logos and made, made this like ridiculous shirt with like this cyber monkey like destroying a town and stuff and i just put them on shirts and they've been selling <laughs> i don't know it's been great that's awesome yeah what's uh what's the favorite shirt you have up right now uh up right now uh, let me check it out mine is this one with a, a note from gangistron asking you what cybergrind is oh yeah the <laughs> that's I so good i was like talking about like how they weren't cyber grind or something anymore on their um on their post and they literally responded what is cyber grind and everybody's like yo make it a shirt so i made it the cover photo for a while in our group and then put it on a shirt nobody's bought it yet but that's besides the point (laughs) so good so good um what i i like the classic logo no actually i like the art the arthur take logo on this uh long sleeve right here that one's really sick I'm actually going to, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab my, uh, we used to have a gangster Spongebob shirt that went up, but we had an original. I was wondering where it went. Yeah. Spring. Well, it got copyrighted down. So they had, <laughs> they shut down the account and I had to make a new one. I had that. And then I had this ridiculous, like Evangelion shirt where like, it was like the family guy characters, but I like redid them as Evangelion and put big money, Cybergrind and family guy font that got it struck down too. It was, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Noisebird says, Spongebob will never die. I like it. You and I will die, but Spongebob will live forever. <laughs> so, uh, you got some upcoming releases while he's getting that stuff. You got some upcoming releases we hadn't mentioned yet. I saw in the post on your, uh, y'all's page, um, you have one from a band called XCCX. I don't know how you pronounce that. If it's just Sissy. Yeah. Uh, now it's Sissy XO. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the band I was talking about with their real insane packaging. Uh, the vocalist Lita has been involved with, uh, THC hollow, the, the hollow catharsis, which is like this crazy band that's been putting stuff out there, lacerated enemy and really killing it. And, uh, it, she's just been working on this really beautiful, vulnerable record about like transitioning and what it means to be like a queer minority, in like a predominantly white country and like it's it's beautiful it's some of the most like genuine and honest music with a slam aesthetic and packaging that i've ever heard seriously shout outs to sissy xo we're so excited to um release some sissy xo music in the future that's like one of the bands that i'm like really excited for 
Do they have uh, like a Bandcamp or something right now? Yeah, they've got a they've got a single track out uh, right now. I got to see exactly what it's under because they just changed the name. I was uh, looking for it earlier on Bandcamp, and there's like a thousand bands named Sissy. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's why I think that EXO is uh, really gonna help out. Oh, someone just put it in in the uh, chat. Oh Thank you, man, Linda. I don't find this Family Guy logo shirt. Oh wait, I have the old one right here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I can make a real shirt of it someday. Here, I'll take it off my camera. Or take it off my tripod for a second. It's just such a ridiculous piece of art. <laughs> oh yeah. So you guys anyway, are that... hmm? I was saying you guys are also gonna be repressing the zombie shark release. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's gonna be hopefully the first thing on a BMC remastered. We're hoping to give that the full vinyl treatment for the repress as well, because it's it deserves every instance of it. It's like the definitive record of what's going on for this community in the modern age. I love that SpongeBob shirt. Oh yeah, this is the ridiculous big money cyber grind gangster SpongeBob metal logo tee. The, okay, so actually, I should go back. The original idea that I had, like, the only reason I, like, got into any of this, like, at, when I did was because I was, like, working at Ulta one day and I was talking to somebody. I was, like, I just, like, want to make a ridiculous, like, MySpace hardcore band and then make a shirt that has gangster SpongeBob, like, as a picture with, like, black metal font, like, and it all over the sleeves and stuff. And then, like, I just kind of set out to do that and I started making music and then, like, kind of moved over to this community thing and now we're here so in a, <laughs> it's like part of in a way like why it's happening which is just so ridiculous but it's just a ridiculous shirt i thought it was a funny idea the only other person that owns one of these is vanya who ordered one with a pink shirt and now they're gone because the copyright strike <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how they could get a hold of the like knowledge that she printed that shirt like well i mean it's print and demand so they probably look at it when you order it but yeah, I guess, I guess. Oh, like the company takes it down, not like sponge, uh, people that make SpongeBob, yeah. Nickelodeon, or whatever yeah. telling you to take it down. I also went ahead and grabbed this beautiful foil tee from Don't Stress Flower Press. I've had this shirt for like two or three months now, and the flaking has gone to absolutely nowhere. This is like such good quality. It's fucking sick. Yeah. So uh, when are y'all going to be repressing the zombie shark release? I don't know. We're talking to Corey about it. Yeah, we, we want to really work with Corey integrally to make sure it lines up with the grand vision. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's Hopefully fair. we can release some old zombie shark stuff too. We were talking about like, none of this is confirmed or anything of this, but just like some old releases. I don't know. I think it would be cool to like make like, with some of the older bands like zombie shark who've been doing music, like they make like um, boxes where you can put multiple tapes in, just make box sets. Like that's such a cool concept. Yeah, uh, preschool tea party massacre would be an interesting. Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, are there any other releases coming up y'all wanted to like mention or? Corvid Canine has um I don't even know how to pronounce the name because it's so long. Let me, let me get it up really quick. It's on my iTunes. But uh, the beautiful thing about Corvid Canine. Dude's been making Cybergrind since at least 2010 nonstop and only improving. And it's this wild mix of like black metal, shoegaze, gabber, like far eastern folk music. It's just, it's like the panopticon of Cybergrind. 
This is Dude, the that's such a weird mix of sounds that you like. What? <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I don't know how else to fucking jock it. It's just a weird record, but it's <laughs> it's its own beast. This is the album I was talking about earlier. That's like black gazy grind with minimalist production that almost sounds like insects sometimes or like wood blocks. It's crazy. It's called Broken Crepuscular. <laughs> Yes, Autumn Monad of Wilt. Alrighty. And, uh, I have no idea what that means, but okay, I'm here for it. I don't know. Corey <laughs> did the art for it. Um, of course, Corvid K and I did the music for it. It is an incredible album. I've listened to it probably already like seven times at work just to see like what it was. And like, I don't know. It's just like such cool, unique music. I'm really excited for all of you guys to hear it. Y'all thinking like later this year it's going to come out then? Or? Well, it's actually Autumn themed, so... It, we might be releasing it on the autumn equinox. That's oh. the idea. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, I assume like CDs and stuff then too. CDs. Yeah, absolutely. Shirt. There's a dope shirt that we're gonna release for it. Uh, real quick before we get uh, deeper into this, uh, how do you dress your hot dogs? Oh, um, personally, either chili cheese or um. Ketchup and mustard. I'm very boring, but I do make my own chili, and it's really good. This is such a loaded and scary question. <laughs> you know, you learn a lot about a human by how they dress their dog. Very yeah, true. Right. Very true. But I will yeah. only I will only eat beef hot dogs. That's a that's a brave hill to die on. It's respectable. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a I'm a honey mustard and relish kind of person. I can't do honey mustard. That's too sweet. <laughs> No, 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 no. You had some Dijon in there, so it's so it's like a sweet and spicy. Mixing your mustards? That's weird. What? (laughs) I I think inner mustard solidarity is the future. (laughs) Inner mustard solidarity. Do you use the mustard water too? (laughs) No, no, that's gross. I I refuse to touch mustard water. What the heck is mustard water? You know, you you don't shake mustard and it like has water that comes out first. Oh, that's so gross. Why are you that evil on me? (laughs) No. Uh, Noisebird, who's Corbin Canine, says uh, he he loves you guys. We love you too. We love you too. Thank you. Seriously, your album is so fucking good. I'm so excited to show with everybody. Like, it's seriously such a unique, cool sound. I listened to it in the car yesterday. It's uh, it kind of reminds me of like you ever watch that anime Mushishi. It kind of does have like an anime type feel to it, but it's like the vocals are like really sinister. We're slowly convincing to uh bring the vocals up a notch, but it's like a really delicate album, so you have to find the balance. But those vocals are like really good and sinister over this like really like cathartic sounding like guitar music with like I don't know, it's just so so cool and unique. It's like honestly so cool. Mentioning anime, it seems like that's really like integrally tied with the genre. Actually, like you see a lot of bands putting out anime uh, shirts yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, why, why do you think that is? Diva shirt, classic. I, I think it comes from a couple of different things. I think the first one is that like anime becomes such an esoteric thing at some point once you start getting into like moeisms and like yuritopias and stuff like that that i think like there's a super hyper niche anime for like every weird hyper niche individual like math core or cyber grind sort of aesthetic i also think like uh they they both really appeal to introverts 
And we were lucky enough for slam bands like Cheerleader Concubine and like 12 Inch Clitoris and that sort of thing to like pave the road for internet drum machine bands with like ridiculous ripped open like anime girls. So I think we were lucky enough to have people pioneer it for us. Wait, what are your favorite animes? Interview the interviewer. Oh, I was just about to ask you guys. Uh, for me, so I'm not super deep into it, you know what I mean? Um, oh, I, I really like uh, I, I like Death Note, but that's just like, you know, normie shit. That's a good um, one. Actually, actually going to have my fiance start that one. Uh, like, currently, I've, I've been watching Dr. Stone, and I'm really stoked to see the next season. Yeah. I haven't seen nice. it yet. But, uh, yeah, what about you guys? You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm I'm really into this show uh, called Laid Back Camp. It's a it's an anime designed to teach you how to buy camping supplies at surplus stores and then go into the woods and camp with your friends. What? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm a fucking weird person. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry about that. I but, think uh, it's more that that anime is weird than, than you are. Cause I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Somebody invested um, money into that idea. That's really weird. Well, it was created to try to improve the Japanese tourist industry. Um, so there's a lot of like fun facts in there about like Mount Fuji and like other Japanese forests and mountain ranges. So I don't know. I almost think of it as more of like a geology and like and like uh, a nature lesson than anything else. But that's, that's so cool. cool. I love okay. that. Yeah. What about you, Nicholas? I honestly gonna sound like such a hipster. I prefer '90s animes usually. My favorites are like Fully Cooly, number one. Eva, I love. I love a lot of Sat- Satoshi Kon movies like Perfect Blue, and um, Tokyo Godfathers. I recently though did finish with my fiance Attack on Titan. I read through the the manga, and that one is very good. I know it's very popular, but I do love it, that one. It's a lot. awesome. It's so good. Yeah. That did you read the end of the manga? Uh, I've just been watching the show. I don't know if I saw the last season of the show yet or not, but, uh... It's sick. I really want to make a shirt with, uh, one of the, uh, things that happens at the end of the manga, but it's a spoiler. I want to make a big Money Cyberground shirt. I tried it the other day. It turned out like garbage, so back to the drawing board. Yeah, no spoilers, but, Nicholas. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist is another one that I love. I like oh, yeah. a lot of movies, like... Brotherhood like or the original one? I, I actually prefer the original one. I like Really? What? Yeah, Sacrilegious. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, why do you like the original one so much? I like the ending better. I like the aesthetics of it. I like the feel of it better. I, I think Brotherhood got a little. Um, Isn't Brotherhood little... like a lot darker? I haven't seen yeah, the full original is. one, but I, I've seen parts of it. Okay. It seemed darker. like a little bit more like scattered with like the settings and stuff like that. I still do love Brotherhood. I just like the original more. Chat does not like your take. <laughs> I agree with chat. May the record show. That I'm sorry. I definitely have watched both of them a lot. So, <laughs> so what's the ultimate goal with this? Uh, I saw y'all talking about wanting to go crazy, do some fests and stuff. What? Uh, where's what's the end goal for this? Well, end large goal, currency. Like, large currency. I'm kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. I think. I think at the end of the day, like. We're so, like, invested in a community that hasn't really had the chance to, like, be front and center. And especially now that, like, I don't know, a lot of bands like Icy Stars, Enter Shikari, Genghis Chan even, we're paving the way for this crazy, like, mathy, ravey crossover. 
And now that we're intersecting it, we want to take all of the people that have been doing this since like MySpace or even new up and comers that really embody that and really like help push that to the spotlight. And hopefully that means at some point we get to support the homies full time and we'll be able to like make BMC the future. But right now we're just trying to provide as much visibility as possible to like bands that are really on the precipice of the next step of extreme music. I do off, feel like this is the the future, like for real. Like y'all could actually make this a really big thing. Cybergrind is the future. It. And listen, I love 100 Gex. If 100 Gex can get as popular as they did, Cybercrime could get popular too. Let's see how far we can take it. There's a lot of great talented artists in here. Like just just let's just shout out all of our favorites in the group. I know you got your quote unquote big four from last year: Codex, Orzhava, Blind Equation, Zombie Shark, Thought Crime. Then you have Corvid Canine in there. You have um. The Sharks, Megabyte, really good Nintendo core band. Uh, well, band, I guess. It's two people. What are some of yours? Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not super like in the genre in the genre right now. Like I, I, oh, like, I know the, I know the ones that you were just mentioning. But you can say the sound like ends creation. I, am, am I cyber grind? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would say uh, cyber grind adjacent. Back in the day. Uh, Cyber grind was just a term thrown at any like mathy or like grindy band with a drum machine. So I would say maybe not in the modern sense, but in the very purest sense. Okay, okay, I'll take that. So I made an iceberg meme and I said in it that Iwabo's first EP was Iris Little Bear once's first EP was Cyber Grind because they used program drums and it's grindy and stuff. So you can too. It's okay. Like <laughs> really like trying to see what it turns into again. We're expanding a lot, but I'll be honorary cyber grind. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Holly in the chat's asking, "Do you think the best way to bring uh, them, which I, I guess means artists, for, into the spotlight is to boost cybergrind as a genre, or to integrate cyber cybergrind into sister genres?" I'm sorry. Can you repeat that one more time? One more time. Do you think the best way to bring artists to the spotlight is to boost cybergrind, or to integrate cybergrind into sister genres? Like uh, how some some bands might uh, la- go into like uh, the metalcore genre and and cyber right? like they ha- also happen to be cyber. I think They're it's a combination of, of both and in extending off of that, bringing other genres that aren't cyber grind and integrating that. Like there are some like hi- hyper pop artists like um, Hundred um, Recovery Girl who like incorporate like cyber grind sounds within their music, but then at the same time you have people like Corbett Canine who are putting like Gabber and like. Um, shoegaze into their cyber grind you have Corey putting in like break beats like going into break core and like got some crazy ideas for his new ep it's just like doing that and then not only taking that but packaging it as cyber grind as a whole even with all of the moving parts and the people going in the people coming out and whatnot it's a combination of all of that that hopefully brings awareness to that ties it together Maybe in the future it might not be Cybergrind. I don't know. Maybe we might not be big Cybergrind, big money Cybergrind forever. We might be called something else because it might not encompass what we actually are. But by having everybody together like this, it makes it so that it brings awareness to this kind of aggressive digital hardcore music that like outliers of genres can find and come into, and we can like take everybody and like unify it to like be a movement. Yeah, I agree. I think Cybergrind is inherently very rhythmatic. Like, there's a lot of uh, tangled roots and offshoots. It's almost more of, like, a spectrum. Like, you could arguably consider, like, the 100 Gex song with the uh, metalcore breakdown at the end, Cybergrind. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> Reco- 
or like recovery girl doing like crazy punk D beats and screaming over it with like super pitch shifted guitar cyber grind. And then on the opposite end of it, there's like blind equation. But I think uh, bands like Mikau are really nailing this in the sense that like they're very much like a post hardcore attack attacky kind of bands that know when to really crank up those crazy like harsh electronics and incorporate break beats. I think Cybergrind might become a thing sort of uh, like metalcore where it might be a more catch-all for like an ideology. But I, I definitely think um, at the end of the day, the truth lies in both. There has to be people that pioneer it as a single aesthetic and there has to be people that like recognize what we do wrong as a community and apply the good parts elsewhere. Damn, you are really good with the detailed... Uh... I'm sorry. No, it's really good. It's really, really good, actually. Uh, A lot of times I'll get people that give like one one word answers and stuff. So it's just refreshing to hear somebody that actually has a a long, uh, a nice long response. Oh, yeah. Would you like to meet a ghost is like one of my favorite tracks from last year by Mikau. That song is like so good. It's Chef's Kiss. Absolutely. Also, it's in the chat. We love you. Um, I don't even know who's in the chat. I I could just have this phone screen with just like two pictures and then me in the corner and that's it. <laughs> uh, noise burn chat says blast beats plus some kind of electronics equals you got your cyber grind. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, technically you could call yourself cyber grind. The sound that ends creation. I mean, I do have you on the BMC and friends playlist. I have a uh, slurping up that ice cream, baby. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate that. Can be anything. No cyber grind can just be two dads. <laughs> good and good <laughs> um so what was the last song that you guys listened to or album whatever do you want to go first nick or should yeah, sure. i, uh, should I take the, the reins on this i've been bumping the j paul album 413 bait ones leak it's um this british electronic producer who was like really promising it like a single in like the early 2010s but like all of his shit got leaked on a cd and it was to the point where like it made him just straight up quit music even though this is like this really brilliant like electronic music that's like really abrasive and colorful at the same time also super dancey i go through like a period of like every couple of months i'll just like listen to that album like a fuck ton of times but that's just if you haven't checked it out check out j paul's album j AI Paul 413 bait ones. It's just like, yeah. And I've been listening to a lot of Deftones too. Cause they're coming around my parts. I'm excited. I've never really listened to Deftones. Oh my God. Go Listen, to White Pony. Listen to the album white pony. It's really good stuff. It's like really like, um, experimental like new metal-y kind of stuff from like the 2000s but like not definitely like not the rapping parts or anything like that like there's just like chino is just like such a good singer just like such a breathy like expressive singer and like they have like harsh stuff they have like singing stuff i don't know it's really great i've uh been listening a bunch to the new unicorn ep shout out in chat I'm pretty sure John's here tonight. Um, This feels really bad to say because Codex did a guest feature writing a bridge for one of the tracks on that record. But Unicorn Hole has these series of albums called HDR, which is sort of like um, Unicorn Hole, similar to how 120% is very like midi grindy now. 
started off in the same route and has recently gone through and done a lot of those tracks with really like high end guitar, bass and drum sounds. And on every single track, they have two guest features on them. One of which uh, contributes to revamping the instrumental and the other band does vocal features. And it's a really beautiful who's who of more like traditional Nintendo core influenced grindy stuff. So I highly recommend anybody in the chat who's trying to get more into the scene, figure out who's who and everything that's going on right now. Go check out Unicorn Hole. Go listen to the remastered albums. Um, if you follow on social media, tell them Big Money and Codex sent you. John's been at it since 2000. John, you tell us how long you've been around. But it's been like at least a decade. I feel like my first exposure to him was in like 2010. And the dude keeps getting fucking better. It's insane. It's, it's really mind-boggling to see someone a decade in putting out their best material. Uh, really Unicorn Hole, I see you guys in the chat. I see you in the chat. You can feel free to drop a link if you wanted to. And uh, I love how they do the directs too. That's a, such a cool idea, like a Nintendo Direct, but they do it for their band. I kind of want to do something like that with Big Money Cybergrind to announce stuff. Yeah, uh, there's actually a subscription um, subscription option on Bandcamp. Like y'all could totally do something like that. I've been seeing some some labels doing things like that. Pretty interesting. Absolutely. Uh, only in the morning asks, would you call Triumph of Gnomes Cybergrind? Maybe? That's a sure. that's a loaded question. <laughs> um I feel like you could. Um I, I'm a firm believer Cybergrind is a spectrum. Um so I would say if not, they're definitely adjacent, but I think they embody the ethos of like a bunch of crazy like people just making songs for the sake of like entertaining themselves and not really caring who listens. And I think that really beautiful, crazy, grindy drum machine aspect with the sassy, whatever, I fucking do what I want attitude is very cyber grind. Listen, if Final Self Indulgence indulgence ever had a song with blast beats in it, they would be cyber grind, definitely. (laughs) Correct. Correct. Also, got fucking item. I'm sorry. In the chat one more time. Got item has been in production hell for six years. Um, I don't know if I'm really allowed to get into everything going on, but Got Item is unbelievable. Finally on the comeback, Nintendo Core Legend from the early Facebook era. Just mm. listen to uh, his new EP besides the Unicorn Hole stuff. Did a Pokemon anniversary themed EP. Dude is the most underrated guy in the goddamn community right now. I got him on my DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Don't Just Flower Press says, let's put Noelle on every podcast ever. She has 10 out of 10 takes. Completely agreed. Hi, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think that's about all I have. Oh, what was your album of the year for last, either last year or this up to this point this year? Uh, can I do one cyber grind and one non cyber grind take? Sure. So, my. Listen, I've been standing Quarry since 2010. Um, so hearing I Will Destroy You last year was like, I cried the first time I heard that record. That record changed so my good. life. But <laughs> like, grind release of all time. Absolutely. In my mind, Quarry's I Will Destroy You is a perfect record. That shit made me cry the first time I heard it. I think is beautiful. As far as like non cyber grind stuff goes, uh, Recovery Girl did a deluxe version of uh, her record last year. You ever heard that one, Chris? No. 
it's it's interesting it's uh by galen tipton and generally the uh the idea is uh takes a lot of like grindy and punk stuff as far as like the guitar and the drum production and reapplies it to like a very shiny drum and bass and like dubstep influenced kind of context but sometimes she'll just drop this crazy like screaming and panic chords over like an otherwise dubstep track or like put in these brief little harsh noise walls that really set it apart and give it a very gritty edge to an otherwise very bubblegum production it's it's very very beautiful it's a very cool like club mix-esque type vibe to it too where everything just kind of leads into each other nice um yeah that's about all i had to talk about it unless you had something else you wanted to bring up do you want to hear mine (laughs) <laughs> oh did i not ask you i'm so sorry yeah go for it go for it go for it <laughs> um my probably my favorite album from this year would be honestly cemetery's rainbow bridge three it's just this wild wall of noise like trap music it sounds like you took chief keith and put him in a deep fryer and like <laughs> also threw in like some like like i don't know like a pentagram necklace or something like that it's sick it's got this whole really edgy aesthetic my favorite album of last year, though, probably is um, Eve's Tumors, Heaven to a Tortured Mind. It's, like, really cool. Used Tumors? Rock. Used e- Tumors? E- tumor. Y-V-E-S Tumor. Okay, okay. Yeah. Off of Warp Records. It's got some really, really cool psychedelic stuff to it. But, yeah, also Cemetery. Check them out if you haven't. Sounds like Cheap Keith and a Deep Fryer. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's about all I had to talk about. Let's shout out something else I wanted to bring up. I just wanted um, to say that your yellow submarine poster is fucking sick. Dude, it is, right? It is. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. People always talk about that record, but no one ever talks about the movie. And Dude, like, the movie the was movies. great. The Blue Meanies are the most cyber grind cartoon villain of all time. Fuck a hater. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, I actually, I based my art and stuff off from the last album. I was telling the guy I wanted to look a lot like the uh, the TV show. So, or the, the movie. It fits perfectly. I it's, That whole record's packaging is beautiful. You crushed it out of the ballpark on it. Oh, uh, I didn't make the artwork. I paid a guy, but uh, he, he crushed it. Either way, <laughs> that dude fucking crushed it. Shout out to that. Cessius01 <laughs> uh, on Instagram. But uh, All right, a yeah. couple things. One thing, we're going to be doing a co- podcast. It's going to be like Big Money Cyber cro- Grind podcast, whatever. I don't know. Hopefully, we're going to have it up and running within like a month or two. But it's going to, I, I, I take a lot of inspiration from like the math cast. I really like that one. Shout out math, Corey Intex podcast, math cast. I listen to like every episode about that. I really love the way that that's kind of like you listen to a song, you talk about the song, talk about the releases, but we also want to do some like fun segments in it and stuff like that and keep it, you know, hit or whatnot. And then keep it hit other than that, like, I like it. Yeah. We're, uh, we're trying to talk Corey into doing a shark tank review segment. The zombie shark tank, like you, you, you become a Patreon of the, the whatever level that lets you do input. And then you're like, here's this thing. Tell me if it sucks. And it's like the panel of Corey that's like, this sucks. Or like, this is great. Big money. Or like, this is broke. I don't know. Something like <laughs> that's that. That's great. That's so good. <laughs> the only other thing that I want to talk about is that like, it's really important to note that a lot of the people that, well, not a lot of the people, there were a lot of people back in the day who were, you know, really 
edgy with the cyber grind stuff, like really just like not really caring. We're really trying to leave that. We're trying to bring back some MySpace feels, although we're definitely not, like not a nostalgia revival, but we're not trying to bring in that like old, like hateful attitude that'll and gatekeeping that like a lot of people just like, I don't know. There's just like a bunch of like bad vibes with like a lot of the old stuff. Like you have like old artists who are like doxing people now and, in this current day because they're just like they don't leave that kind of attitude in the past but we want to bring the energy of the music but like leave that sort of thing really trying to be as inclusive and nice as we can be it's been really great we haven't really had to kick anybody out or anything like that but i don't know all righty um there's a lot of people that are actually down for the zombie shark tank I like it too. Yeah. <laughs> we can't confirm that that happens. Corey's a really busy dude with his own schedule. But it's if, if the time up. ever comes, whether it be a one off or whatever, but it wants to happen. Also, I do want to make one last point before we go, if I can. Okay. Um, Vanya posted in chat that being nice is punk as fuck. And I think in an ultra competitive, like, business society, that's kind of built on pushing people down to get a top being nice is the most beautiful act of rebellion on the planet. Um, that's something that I, I very honestly live and die by. And if y'all take one thing away from it, even if it's not big money, cyber grind is sick. I hope it's the being nice is the most beautiful thing you can be. Dude, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Also another thing to take is BMC loves you all. We're so glad that we're, you're all here and stoked about it and like mean meme the name and go like large currency or copious cash, whatever have you. It's great. <laughs> great to have all of you here. People seem to really like it and it's just like, I don't know, let's take it and roll with it. This is great. Having fun. So if you're a fan of Cybergrind, get excited, get hyped, because Big Money Cybergrind is here to subject your ears to grinding guitars and the chippiest of tunes. Uh, you guys are on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Bandcamp. Well, do y'all have a Bandcamp up yet? Yeah, we do. We do. do. Nothing's on here until Terminal comes out. It's like coming out on June 4th. But yeah, we have a band camp. It's, uh, I believe it's in the link tree. I don't know if you want to post the link tree, but everything should be in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely have that at least in the in the show notes whenever these get, this gets uploaded. Um, do you guys have a YouTube yet? I didn't see that either. Yeah, we do. Okay. The only video on it is the new 120%. That's right. You even sent me a link to it. Okay. <laughs> which you should all listen to. And, you know, we're going to have it on Spotify soon. It's great. Can't uh, wait to hear that album. Oh, you're good. You're good. What? That's it. Oh, okay. I definitely cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, drop my channel follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to exclusive emotes and access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and streaming services. You can also sub for, for free by connecting Amazon Prime to, uh, to your Twitch account. Uh, it's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you like the video, please drop a like, click the notification bell, don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation, at thesoundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. My next guest is switzerland based black and death metal band storchgren i think i'm pronouncing that right uh Yo, that band's so hard dude they're so good they're so good uh hard. they dropped their latest full length back in march through artisan era uh join us this wednesday the 19th at 12 p.m central right here at twitch.tv slash the cast inspiration for the live cast thanks for being here hope you all had a good time you too wait show your shirt too i didn't realize you were wearing oh, it's, the... it's just one of mine yeah shout out Corey. his oh, yeah. art Oh, yeah. Art. yeah, hell yeah. I'll shout out uh, James 
Ubo shirt, Blind Equation. I think he still has a small left on his site, but yeah, Blind Equation shirts are great. I have a, I'm like three Blind Equation shirts. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you guys for watching and listening. <laughs>